Hey, chums. Whitehall got you working hard. Oh, yeah. Clean. He's spending time with his family, and uh, Enigma is doing what Enigma does best. You know, fight the system. So it's just your boy tonight. Ah, you want me to tell you a story, and a scary one at that. Well, it is Halloween, and Archie is playing very appropriate music this evening. So I guess I might have one you might like. So I don't know if this counts as spooky or anything like that, but it sure scared the dreck out of me when it happened. Now, let me say this first off. I don't scare easily. Excite? Yes. Irritate? Somewhat. Spook? Not really. But there was one night in October, four years ago. <sighs> now let me tell you, it's a terror I won't ever forget. Clean and I had just finished doing some work on our old shop. Oi, sure you won't stay? Not like you got somebody at home waiting on you. Besides, you leave the candy bowl outside on the front step. I promised Margaret I'd do the good uncle thing tonight and hang out with my nephews. Positive male influences and all. Okay, couple of things wrong with that, but I'll stick to the most obvious one. She does know what you do for a living, right? Yes, she does, but her piece of direct husband is too busy living up to all the stereotypes of an orc, and our dad is gone. And our brother Tom is not good with kids. So, I'm the only positive male influence left. Alright, well, I guess it'll just be me and Enigma. How about it? Bad horror movie tonight? Can't. Rally tonight. Down with the man, up with the proles, and all that jazz. Well, Trek. And so, they left. And there I was, all alone just a boy and his dog on the edge of the barrens at night. On the one night of the year that both children and psychopaths get all giddy over. Arbor Day! Ah, I'm just kidding. It was Halloween. So the sun had set, and I decided that I was going to finish working on the studio. This was when I still thought about starting a shadow run band. Uh, the windows were open, and I could hear the sweet sounds of the barons at night. Gunshots, hot rods, and the occasional shriek of some magical creature. I put on a movie and started to settle in for a quiet, relatively speaking, night. The movie was Friday the 13th, Part 31. You know the one where Jason and Ned Stark team up to stop the forces of Isengard from contacting the Justice League about destroying the space-time continuum so the Jedi can defeat Lord Voldemort and allow the Imperium of Man to prosper for another 10,000 years. Yeah, that one. So I'm about 30 minutes in when I get an alert from one of my security drones, and I pull up the display, but the optics are fried. None of my other sensors are detecting anything, so I just kind of put it off to a malfunction. Frag all the luck. Alright, girl. Movie can wait. Let's go fix this damn drone. Now, it should be noted, I wasn't always paranoid. While I'm working, yes. But once I get home, pfft, no. I used to be the master of separating work and home. This night changed all that. So, my old shop had a large backyard. 
It was full of piles of scrap metal and old car parts, rusted relics of a century long gone. The fence, well, <laughs> more like walls really, were 10 feet high and topped with enough razor wire to remind you of any base you've seen on that Desert War show. There was only one breach in the wall and it was at the back, a narrow gap really barely wide enough to walk through. And uh, there was a short corridor of rusted out cars stacked on top of one another. And the end was a perpendicular car, which acted as like a little bunker for my stationary machine gun. It's now, after all these years, that I think back on that moment and realize that the first warning was in the moment before I reached the car. I could smell the burnt oil and charred, crispy scent of fried electronics. But also the scent of... Uh, it's it's kind of like exhaust from an old gas guzzler. It's the smell I always pick up when someone uses mojo near me. Ghost almighty, what the hell happened here? Now it took me a moment to recognize that the half-melted sparking device in front of me was my drone. And it took me longer than I'd like to admit to put the damage I was seeing and the smell in the air together. So I hear Senna growl, low and deep, the way she does when she means business. It was only then that I felt my comlink vibrating. I was getting perimeter alerts from all over the shop. <laughs> Alright, who's there? Look, I ain't got candy, so if this is a trick, then you got me. Now, now buzz off. Senna put herself between me and the darkness beyond the corridor of rusted cars. And her fur began to change colors from her pale ash gray of, of wary to bright orange and reds of, of uh, anger. And that told me that whoever was out in that darkness wasn't here to scare anyone. All right, girl, come on. Let's let's uh, let's get back now. I was still aware of the alerts my comlink was sending me, and from the muffled curses and rattling metal, I figured some of the bastards had jumped my walls. Senna brought up my rear, still barking and baring her teeth. It was about 60 meters to the back door from the rusted corridor, and it wasn't exactly a straight path. My pace picked up as the voices continued to close in on me, and I hurried around a pile of rusted engine blocks. My face was nearly caved in by a baseball bat. If it hadn't been for Senna, well, <laughs> I'm sure you can figure that one out, Omei. She latched onto the man's arm, and I heard the bone break as she spit down. Then she twisted her head and tore the limb off. Now, from the shadows to my left, another one rushed me, and I ducked a wild swing from a pipe and threw him to the ground on my right. I drew my warhawk, put two rounds in, and hoped that knowing I was armed might deter the rest of them. But it didn't. These freaks, these maniacs, they all started laughing, and then I hear a voice from somewhere behind me. Yes. Yes, more slaughter. <laughs> We're going to kill you! Senna, run! I shout as we both bolt for the back door. Now, I've seen enough horror movies to know you don't look back. You never look back during your pursuit. 
no matter what, you just keep your eyes forward. Because the second you look back, that's when you bust your hoop on some tree branch or something and get dead. So we had made it inside. And I'd push the door. And that was when I did something I wish I never had. I looked back at the people chasing me. Now there were all kinds. Humans, elves, orcs. There was even a troll. But they'd done things to themselves. Carved things on their arms, chests, cut off their own eyelids, eaten their own lips. I wished the back porch light never worked as I slammed the door shut and locked it. Something big slammed into the door. The troll, maybe. Frantically, I reached for my comm link and activated a little emergency beacon. Now, everyone that's in my contacts that I have listed it as an emergency number were sent that little distress beacon. By the time anyone got to me, I'd be dead, or at least wishing I was. So I activated my control rig and entered a few commands. Went through a few prompts because it was my first time actually turning on this particular system. Are you sure you wish to activate? <laughs> yes, yes, activate the fragger! Confirmed. CastleDoctrine.exe Activated. The four still links I had activated and posted up around me in Senna, and the four external turrets on the roof, all activated. I slipped on my AR goggles and watched the turrets as they lit up the nearly three dozen crazies outside. <laughs> the bastards didn't even try to run away. It was like they wanted me to kill them. They just kept coming. Even more of them rushed in from out of camera view. It was insane, and I held my breath as the ammo counters rapidly approached zero. I grabbed an assault rifle from my studio and was about to try and make it to my car when the gunfire stopped. But I had also noticed the banging had stopped. So I checked the gun's optics again. All the drone's ammo counters were hovering at about 5%. But all the crazies were dead. I posted up in the corner with Senna until my backup showed. Clean, Wasp, and an old shaman friends of ours showed up first. By sunup, there was about a dozen Shadowrunners posted up around the shop. As we cleared away the bodies and refortified the defenses, I couldn't help but feel like I was being watched. <laughs> Needless to say, I became a lot more paranoid after that. The shop became a fortress. But for the most part, I was able to move on. Or at least I thought I did. You know that episode we did about terrorists? Well, one of the ones we talked about was the Brotherhood of Flesh. Four years it took me before I managed to put what happened that night behind me. Then, while Clean and I were doing research, I see them. The people who hit my shop that night were members of the Brotherhood. And since that day, I always get the feeling like someone is watching me at the new shop. It's the same feeling I got after that night. You know, I think I'm going to have Cypher move into the shop proper. At least for tonight. <laughs> anyway, I, uh, I gotta go. Sun's going down. See you later, chumps.